Hi guys and welcome to episode 4. We've made it 4 episodes so far. Um, Before I get into this episode, I just want to mention a few changes and a few new things as well. So originally when I started the podcast, um, it was because I wanted to create a private community and then the podcast was just like an easy way to get longer points across. Um, But the the podcast was private and you'd pay for it, you'd pay to become a member and stuff like that. Anyway, I've decided to change that. The podcast is no longer private. It is public now. You no longer have to pay to access it. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple um, Apple Podcasts. And then also you can just copy the RSS feed link and paste it into whatever podcast listening app that you use. So the podcast is free now. I do still have Patreon where you can support monthly £5 a month if you can. Um, I do encourage you to do so because I do appreciate it. And it'll just help me to continue to, you know, improve the quality of the podcast because literally I am just winging this. I watch like two YouTube videos, bought a microphone and just, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Um, so yeah, if you support on Patreon, then I'd be able to upgrade my mic and hire somebody else to do the editing and, you know, we just get bigger and better. I've created a private Facebook group and I know that there's stuff that people want to share that they don't feel comfortable sharing on TikTok. And then of course, TikTok, you're limited to how many characters you can post. And it's just not a good place to, for you to maybe, um, you know, get your full questions and thoughts across really. So inside the private Facebook group, I have that link to the episode descriptions as well. Um, and there, I have anonymous posting t- turned on. So if you don't feel comfortable you know, having your name in there, then you can post anonymously. And I thought it'd be a good place for everybody to be able to share whatever it is they know, because I don't know everything. You know, I might say something and you try it and you think, oh, that doesn't work for me. And then somebody else will come in and say, well, this is what I've been doing. And you'll find that that person's um, suggestion works better for you. So please do feel free to just share what you know. Everybody contribute. Rather you want to vent, you want to celebrate something, yeah, you can come and you can do it all. I'll be in there a couple of times a week answering you guys' questions and stuff. There is only one of me. Um, On back of all of that as well, I do have a month, not a monthly, sorry, a weekly newsletter because there is some stuff that I want to share or tips I can give you guys, but it just doesn't transfer well onto TikTok. Um, so that's where I would be sending that information across to you too. So it's just once a week, every Thursday, I will be sending things across to you. Um, and it's not just dating stuff as well, because our lives don't just revolve around men and women and trying to date better. Um, we have other interests. So yeah, you'll get other tips as well. That's not necessarily related to dating, but it could help you, you know, just get in a better place, like mentally and physically, and at the end of every month, I will be sharing with you guys my monthly faith. So whatever I've been reading, whatever I've been watching, whatever I've been enjoying, I'll share that with you guys. And you can maybe give that stuff a try. And as I continue to, you know, get feedback and comments from you guys, I can just see where you're at and see how I can create more resources to help you, um, help you along your journey. Because I have really been trying to just create some type of structure now. Like I, when I started posting on TikTok originally, I'm just like, I don't really know what, like I had in mind what I wanted to do, which is what I'm doing now, but I I wasn't, you know, I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and I'm literally just, I feel like pouring my heart out really. 
And I didn't know how I feel about doing that because I don't really usually use social media and stuff. So I tell myself I'll take a month and I'll figure out what am I going to do and, you know, if I feel comfortable moving forward. And now it's three months in and I'm trying to create some structure. I am still going to be posting on TikTok regularly. But for me, TikTok is now going to be more about attracting people and then getting you guys off of TikTok and onto Facebook and um, just other places. I do still have Instagram. Originally, when I signed up for Instagram, I thought I would be posting on my stories regularly. And I did start doing that for like the first week or so. And you know, that's just not for me. It's not my vibes. I don't like it. It doesn't feel natural to me. And I part of me feels like I need to keep you know, some part of me for me. So showing people like my daily, what I'm up to, which is nothing really, mostly time it feels like. But anyway, sharing that with people, it just doesn't, it just feels weird. Like I'm already sharing my, my deep dark secrets and heartaches and stuff with you guys. So I probably won't be posting that much on stories every now and then maybe. But the way how I see it, the Instagram is for um, just attracting people who don't have TikTok really. I'm a bit excited about this episode because I feel like it's a bit more fun, a little bit more chill than the other episodes. Those ones were quite serious. But now we're talking about sex. I like sex. You guys probably like sex too. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Now, as some of you guys already know, I'm currently not dating. Um, Once this 12 months is up, because I tell myself I'll just take a 12 month break. Um, Once this 12 months is up, I'll reassess the situation and decide, you know, whether I want to get back out there or not. But as it stands right now, I have no interest in investing any of my energy into building a romantic relationship with anybody. And I've been really strict about that. Now, because I haven't been dating, that means I haven't been having sex. When I started this 12-month break, I told myself that celibacy might be what's best for me, but that I would take it just day by day and I wouldn't be upset with myself if I did decide to have sex. But now I'm six months into this new dating thing and I haven't had sex since August, but I had sex recently and that's what inspired this episode. So I have a friend, I think that's the best way to describe him because I do feel like we have a friendship. So for this episode, we're going to call him Simon and I don't know why I chose Simon, but that's, that's the first name that popped up in my head. Um... But there have been a few nights where I've sent Simon a little hey message because I wanted him to come over. However, usually by the time he responds, you know, the response comes to a bit late. And by the time he responds, I'm a bit more level-headed and I just tell myself to not invite him over. And so we'd end up just talking and having a regular conversation and I would just never even mention sex. So there's been a few of those nights. They haven't been happening frequently, but they have happened. And... Um, so I have PCOS, I have um, PCOS and for people who don't know, PCOS is short for polycystic ovarian syndrome and it basically means that I have cysts on my ovaries and it occurs when your body starts producing too many androgen um, hormones, so testosterone for example. I know it's not dating related but if anybody wanted an episode on that and what I've been doing to, to deal with that, like if you have PCOS yourself then I'd be happy to share that with you. Um, but yeah, I have PCOS and for me, one of my side effects have been low sex drive. Like I do still have some, somewhat of a sex drive, but it's definitely lower than what it used to be. And for the women who are listening to this, 
some of you guys can probably relate like around ovulation time that's when you get like extra erotically charged we call it erotically charged and you could be ready to go at any minute like it's just go time I don't get that anymore it's now like just sort of a mild mild urge you know eh, could scratch that itch or I could not right like I could easily just get on with it and one of the ways that I have been managing my PCOS is by exercising. So I have been steadily losing weight and exercising consistently for a few months now. And I think that's helped to balance my hormones a bit more, which means actually I'm starting to feel like my old self, like it's, you know, things are coming back. And on this one particular night, I messaged my best friend and I told her, I was like, girl, like my hormones are going crazy lately. And literally in less than five minutes, probably like three minutes, I swear this man has my phone tapped. Simon sent me a message on WhatsApp and it just said, hey, I didn't think anything of it because we do talk here and there, just sort of as friends, you know, quick check-ins, nothing serious because he is a horrible texter. Like he is terrible at, at phone conversations. But anyway, um... So yeah, he sent me this message. I didn't think anything of it. And I responded back to him. We were talking for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I don't even remember what we talked about, you guys. But eventually he sent me the eyes emoji. And I knew what that meant right away. Because I've sent him those eye emojis before. And when I sent them to him, I knew what it meant when I sent them. But I try to play it cool. I play it like I didn't know what was happening. So I'm like to him, you know, like, what, what are you sending this to me for, basically? And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, he was telling me that he was leaving um, home in 10 minutes. Now, before we get to the part where he comes over, let me give you guys the backstory. So I met Simon back in January 2019, or might have even been 2018, because thanks to 2020, I've sort of lost track of years. But it was definitely January. I met him back on Tinder. It was my first time on Tinder. Like, my friends have been telling me for years to get on Tinder. And I thought, ugh, dating apps? Like, how no, I would never do that. And, you know, I was just convinced I was going to run into, like, a stalker, a serial killer. Just, you know, you read this headline, woman meets man on Tinder date and, you know, ends up murdered or something. I thought that was what was going to happen. So I just was not interested but at the start of the new year in 2019 or 2018 even, I decided to join for the first time and he was one of my very first matches. And I remember clearly that I nearly didn't swipe right um, because he is a very attractive man. He is a very attractive man. And I thought, no, this is a fake profile. Like this is a fake profile. And obviously nobody wants to be catfish. So I remember I just sat on his profile but maybe about three or four minutes. And I'm like, huh, should I swipe left? Should I swipe right? I don't know. Eventually, I did swipe right. And, um, you know, of course, we matched. And at that time, when I first started using dating apps, I didn't feel comfortable giving up my number to anyone. So I was using Snapchat as sort of my middle ground. So I would, you know, take the matches from Tinder. We talk on Snapchat. And then if everything went well on Snapchat, then you got my number. Um, so we talked on Snapchat. And of course, he sent me some snaps and stuff. And I realized, okay, this, this is a real person. And we talked for about two weeks. And at no point during that time did he ask me out or even hint at, at trying to see me. So in my head, I'm thinking, you know, what the hell's going on here? 
And from talking to him, I knew that he had just moved to Manchester a few months prior. But where he was living before, he said that one of his Tinder dates had set him up to be robbed. And because of that, he was a little bit hesitant to meet me in person. Now, to this day, I don't know if that story is true. Maybe I'll ask him about it. But I thought, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. If that if that's really what's happened to him, I can understand him being a bit hesitant. Now, the overthinker in me was a bit suspicious, but for the most part, I did understand where he was coming from. And I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to give this situation about two more weeks. And if he still feels like he's not ready to meet me in person, then I'm just going to move on. And that's what happened. Two weeks went by. He didn't ask me out. He didn't even mention anything along the lines of a date. So I started speaking to another match. Like I just wrote over our situation and that was that. Um, I had no problems with him. I was actually looking forward to meeting him. But obviously he just wasn't in a space to make that happen. And I wasn't in the space to sit around and wait for him to make that happen. So that was back in January 2019 or 2018. Um, when we first matched. Fast forward to February or March 2020 and we matched on Hinge. When I first matched with him on Tinder, I didn't have any expectations. So when we first matched, I didn't have any expectations and I was just mostly on Tinder out of curiosity. But now, a year later, I'm on Hinge. Hinge is a bit more of a serious app and I was at a point where I felt sure I was looking for something serious. So when I matched with him, he was like, you know, I think we've talked before. And I'm like, yeah, we did for a little while. You know, we matched on Tinder a couple years back or whatever. And he asked me what I was looking for. And I let him know. And I said that, um, you know, I would like something long term. He said that he was focused on a few things and he wasn't looking for anything too serious. Um, that conversation came up after we had been talking for like a week or so. And we probably would have continued to talk. But like I said to you guys, he, he's not a great taxter at all. He's like one of those what are you doing types. And then like that's sort of it. Like he will initiate the conversation and I'll respond. And he will do nothing to sort of carry the conversation. So at this time, I did tell him, you know, I find it a bit difficult to talk to you. Like I find it difficult because you're sort of not carrying this conversation. Well, huh, who told me to say that? Because this man stopped messaging me. <laughs> I didn't care. It wasn't a big thing or whatever. So that was it. We didn't speak after about a week. I mean, we wasn't going to go far anyway because we wanted different things. Um, So I think we also matched for like a third time as well at some point between them. But I don't know. Anyway, let's jump forward to March 2021. And by this time, I hadn't had sex in months and I was sort of considering my options and he came to mind. Um, and with him, of course, I knew that he lived in Manchester. We already had this bit of history. Um, I trusted him. I thought he was a nice person. I felt like he was a safe option. And I figured it would be easier to reconnect with him than it was to would be to go out and meet someone else and have to spend time, you know, getting to know them and making sure they're not crazy and all of that type of stuff. And so I slid into his DMs on Instagram there was no long talking. It was literally like, hi, how have you been? And then once he responded, it was just like, what are you doing later? <laughs> and I invited him over and he came over that night. So last year, March, and we had tax for the first time and it was perfect. 
And before all of this, like before before him, before the sacks of him, I had long-term on and off friends with benefits situation. And not, none of those situations ever left me really feeling satisfied for multiple different reasons. And I don't even just mean that on a physical level. But with him, it was perfect. It was perfect. He was so passionate and he was so selfless. And I felt like he was actually paying attention to my body and what I wanted and what I needed. And it was like the perfect mix of gentle and rough. And as I said before, he is a very attractive man. So that, you know, definitely helped the situation. And on top of that, he really is a genuinely sweet person. I think he is one of the kindest guys that I have ever met like I feel like his parents done a really good job with him I literally have nothing nothing bad to say about him at all like I do hold him in such a high regard so after we had sex for the first time we did stay in contact but it was just quick little massive uh, message exchanges and you know maybe we talk like once or twice a month nothing serious never phone conversations just quick exchanges on whatsapp and then in the summer of last year so last year summer um we see each other again but this time it was at his house so it's between about it's a five month difference between when I first saw him in March and then I saw him again in August um and again it was perfect like I go to his house and there's like candles lit and the whole atmosphere was just warm and passionate and I know I keep saying that it was passionate but I think that's like the best word to use for it because I've never had sex like that before and I feel like if I did I would have remembered it but I I don't think I have but with him like the entire experience is good the conversation is good the read's good the sex is great like that's what he's become known for in my life like I guess that's his his specialty I don't know (laughs) um so again, after this, after I go to his house in August, we stayed in touch and we didn't see each other again until the other day. I think it was like last week now. Like, yeah, it's been like 10 days or something. So in the space of a year, we've had sex only three times and I like it that way. I like it that way. I have no interest in seeing him regularly because while I do enjoy sex with him, I still very much am focused on me right now. And I feel like if I do see him again in a few months time, like I know I can expect good conversation and good sex and good company with someone who I like, like someone who I genuinely like as a human being, not, you know, someone who I like romantically, but I like him as a human being. Um, He is someone who I respect and most, um, more importantly than that is he's somebody who likes me back and respects me back and makes me feel respected and makes me feel valued like as it stands right now I really can't see me ever falling back into sort of that traditional friends with benefits situation where you're seeing each other frequently and it's sort of that expectation of sex where you know that's that constant contact maybe seeing each other a couple of times a week um I feel like what I'm doing right now is is having sanity sex now, that's what I'm going to call it. It's, it's sanity sex. It's sex that keeps me from going insane. It recharges my batteries. I can just go and we can have sex and I can enjoy it. And then I can get on with my life without any ties to this person, without any feelings of being empty or feeling emotionally drained. Now, would I be interested in dating him seriously in the future? 
eh, it's hard to say, but I really don't think so. Um, whilst I do think that he is an amazing person, I think that long term we're just heading down different paths, and I think that um we might better be suited for other people. But it's also a difficult a, a difficult thing to say because to be honest, we've just never been in a space where we wanted to date each other seriously. So I am mindful that there's lots of stuff that we don't know about each other and there's lots of conversations you want to have with a potential partner that we haven't had. So I guess looking at it from that perspective, you never know. But right now, it's 100% not where my mind is at right now. Now, the reason why I am talking about this is because I, for me, this is the first time where I've had a somewhat casual relationship and I still find it to be fulfilling. This is the very, very first time in my life. I will be 31 next year. I've had um, casual sex before and I always felt a bit empty, but with him, that wasn't the case. And to be clear, when I say I've had casual sex, I mean like long-term friends with benefits situations, not like random hookups with, with people I've met on Tinder or, you know, people in like a club bathroom or anything like that. No disrespect to anybody who does that stuff, you know, do you think? But that's just never been my vibe. I have, however, had long-term friends with benefits situations that have lasted for months and months or even years and years even. And none of the situations have actually felt good to me. And I think there's a few reasons for why I'm able to have sex with him and not feel any regret or feel emotionally drained. And one of those reasons is because of his selflessness and his actual willingness to please me. Like there's no secret that there's plenty of men who have sex and it's sort of just all about them. It's all for themselves. And even when they are pleasing you, it's from a place of, more so them trying to stroke their own ego and prove how good they are rather than them actually wanting you to be satisfied just for the sake of satisfying you. But with him, I don't get that. I've said the word him so many times that I've become really aware of how I've said it. Him. I've had sex with him. I don't know. Anyway, and another reason is because I feel like I'm no longer at a place in my life where... I use sex as an emotional crutch. Like I mentioned before that I've had long-term friends with benefits situation. And my most recent one, which ended last summer, I think like end of last summer, maybe about August time, around the time that I met Simon, you know, went to Simon's house. So that ended last summer. And I actually met him on Tinder too, but that was near like the end of 2019. It was October, November, 2019. And... For the sake of this episode, we'll call him Ryan. And my sex with Ryan, it was never really great. Like, it started off okay. Um, and then just as time passed, it really just went downhill. And when it started out, I think my logic was that mediocre sex was better than nothing. And I knew for sure back then when I met him, I actually wanted a relationship. But I told myself that I'd just be okay with with us just being casual. No, I never wanted a relationship with him. Like we did talk and you know, it was very clear from day one that we we didn't have any future together. But I knew I wanted a relationship and somehow I told myself that I'd be okay with just being casual. And 
Um, when I first met him, we talked pretty regularly, like initially. And maybe that first three or four weeks, but it was just sort of meaningless small talk. And eventually it did get to the point where we only ever talked if we were trying to see each other. So here I am knowing that I want um, an actual relationship with someone. And instead, what I have is this strictly sexual relationship, which was just half-assed and really not even worth my time. And don't get me wrong, he, he was a nice guy as well. And he was easy to be around. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about him as a person either. Um, but he was four years younger than me. And whilst that isn't like a massive age gap, I feel like for us it was. So it was like our time together was just a bit like meh. But when we first started, oh, I was definitely trying to force an emotional connection where there was none. And I know that I really wanted closeness and I like tried to like cuddle with him and stuff and try to you know keep that frequent connection initially at least anyway and it wasn't all day or every day or anything but it was frequently I felt like we needed to be talking regularly and once I realized that there was just nothing there that's when we shifted gears and it we only started speaking um when it came to sex but then he'd come over we'd have sex we maybe watch a bit of Netflix and then when he left nothing I didn't feel any better than I did before he came over and over time it just got to the point where when he'd leave I'd feel worse than I did before he came over. So in the spring um, or slash summer uh, of 2021, um, so last year, I felt like I was finally in a bit of a, a better place when it came to dating, like emotionally I was, or mentally even as well. I felt like I was in a better place when it came to, to dating and I felt like I could and that I was willing to carry out um, just having a sexual, you know, casual relationship if maybe our sex life was better. Like if he, you know, was able to actually meet my needs, then I would be okay with carrying on this way. And I spoke to him about it and I let him know and I basically told him like, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with this, this sex that we have and this is the improvements that I want to see. Like I didn't present him with like a list of things, but we did have that, that conversation. And I am a realist. Like I know that there's going to be times where I have to voice my grievances and ask for what I want more than once. So over the course of maybe two or three months, I had these same conversations. I probably had like three or four times. And to me, that was enough. It got to a point where I told him it wasn't working out for me. And I didn't just ghost him. I laid it out for him. I'm no longer that person. I don't ghost people anymore. I'm telling you exactly what it is. So I laid it out for him and I was direct with him. And I also highlighted, I'm like, you know, this shouldn't come as a surprise because I've been complaining about this for months now. We've had this conversation already and you haven't listened to me. So I no longer see the need for us to continue on this path, basically. And he was like, you know, well, you know, let's start over basically. Like things will be different. I I heard what you're saying type of vibe. And by this point, I'm thinking there's nothing, nothing left you can say. I've already made my points clear. I've already made my mind up. I'm just going to disengage in this conversation. So I didn't respond to him any further. I deleted his number. Um, and then about two weeks ago, he popped up and he said, hi. I didn't answer. And then a few days after that, like same thing happened he popped up and he had just said hi 
and I didn't answer again because the way how I saw it is that I was clear before and you know I gave you enough time I gave you warning I I talked about it I asked for what I needed and then when I did end things I was clear I clearly cut that off I, I told you this is no longer working for me so if he can't accept that or if he thinks that he can just double back and test the waters and you know see what's happening then that has nothing to do with me so I didn't respond to him and actually as I'm talking about it I realized I didn't even block him I just clears up the conversation like both times I just saw the message come up and I let it sit there and then I just deleted the chat um so there is a chance that he could pop, um, pop back up in the future and I guess I'll just block him then now prior to him um about four years ago now I had a similar ongoing casual relationship and this one I shouldn't have been involved in because he was in a long-term relationship and that I knew he is someone who I've known a really, really long time. Um, and he's been with his current girlfriend for probably about 10 years now, maybe even over 10 years. But they've been together a really long time. And he's cheated the entire time they've been together. He's he's been cheating on her nonstop. Um, it's no secret really. And I've seen him on Tinder, like he uses his fake name. Like, so yeah, I've seen him on dating apps. And because of this, like because he's always cheated and he's cheated nonstop and because he's on these dating apps, it was easy for me to rationalize involving myself with him. Like, yes, I knew it was wrong and I did feel like it was a bit beneath me. But I was able to tell myself, well, if it's not me, it'll be someone else. And at that time, like when this was all going on, um, I hadn't had sex in over a year and a half and this man you guys he had been chasing me relentlessly for over a year and I had just got warned on like he was relentless with it like literally I would be one my business I'd have a message from my phone from Facebook and you know it's like a nude I had so many pictures of this man's naked body like in all these different settings as well, like that out of the shower, him at the gym, every in his kitchen, just everywhere, right? And I didn't block him. Like at first, you know, like I said, for like a year, he's sending me these messages and I'm not entertaining it, but I didn't block him because it felt nice to be able to flirt with somebody a little bit. So when the news will come through, I'll be just like, uh-uh, like, you know, like I'll look, I'll look because, you know, I have eyes and that's what eyes are for, eyes are for looking, <laughs> Um, so I didn't block him because it did feel good back then to, to just have somebody be paying you a little bit of attention, um, to be honest. So yeah, after just going, like having this happen, like this ongoing thing, um, and to be clear, sometimes I wouldn't speak to him for weeks and stuff, but it was like over the space of a year and yeah, I think I just got warned on and I just said, fuck it. And I just threw caution to the wind. But it's funny how our brains work because if you wanted to, we really could just rationalize everything. It doesn't matter what it is, we'd be able to rationalize it to make ourselves feel better about our poor choices. And like I said, it was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. I knew it was wrong at the time. But this is how low self-respect manifests in real life. Like you, This is what it leads to, this type of stuff. Um... And for multiple reasons, including how I now feel about myself and how 
and just how I view the situation as a whole. I will never ever knowingly be involved with someone who is in a relationship. I'll never do that again. I'll never do that to anybody. Like I, yeah, I, I wish it didn't happen. But with him, funnily, and I don't know if it's because I, I had known him for a longer time, I actually did feel a bit of closeness to him. And I mean, he was he was toxic, like he was toxic as fuck. And that's why, that's part of why um, it ended really like that. Um, but before it ended, and with his toxic traits, if we just push that aside for a little bit, I felt like I was able to lean into the bit of closeness that we had. Um, because he was very like physically affectionate and you know, he'd spend the night and stuff and I didn't really see him that often to be honest. It was like a handful of times over a few months and then we stopped speaking for a few months and then we linked up like a few months later. Um, and that was that was very short lived. But yeah, I'll talk about him in a separate episode. But basically, I've had these back-to-back situations where I'm low-key, wanting more what I, um more than what I'm getting, and somehow I'm just forcing myself to accept crumbs. Like I'm forcing myself to accept these crumbs. I'm refusing to accept how I actually feel, and it's having a negative impact on my self-esteem. Which of course that starts to take a toll on your your mental health as a whole. And like I said, it did finally get to a place where I truly do think that I was okay with a sexual relationship and that was because I decided that I wasn't in a place to to be dating anyone to be pursuing a a serious relationship like I knew that I had work that I needed to do on myself and that's led me to where I am now but I did still want to be able to have sex and enjoy it um, so that's why I was trying to keep that um things going Ryan. Um, once things didn't improve with him, I just thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't even be having sex. Like maybe this is God's plan for me. I should maybe not um be having sex and I should be being celibate. And that's when I did start to consider being celibate. And that's when I said I just take it day by day. Like I didn't want to force it on myself. I just said I'll take it day by day and I will see what happens. Now I think I found a good middle ground where basically I'm not pursuing any long-term relationship and I am focusing on myself and I'm not engaging in in a you know that casual friends with with benefits situation and now I'm just having these fully gratifying sporadic sexual encounters um with Simon and <laughs> I sort of wish I didn't call him Simon, but I'm too deep into this episode to change it now. Um, so yeah, I've been having sex with him and and I like it. And I like I like this this space that I've created, this like perfect middle ground, this perfect balance. And I realized that it's not that I had to stop having sex completely. I just had to stop using sex as a means to heal loneliness and to also stop having sex with people who didn't make me feel valued. Um, after I had sex with Simon, that was the first time in a really, really long time where after sex, I felt like my cup was full. I felt inspired. Like I had some pap in my step. I woke up refreshed the next day. Like it encouraged me to do this episode or inspired me to do this episode. Um, 
like I felt recharged I was ready to go like I literally think I woke up smiling the next day there was no regret there was no icky feeling there was no emotional void there was no like it was just all good it was all good it's just something that happened and I very much enjoyed it and so my takeaway for you is when it comes to sex and this journey to you know personal um, personal growth don't think you have to jump directly from one end of the spectrum to the other like there is a middle ground that might work for you it might be tempting to just go from you know having sex with shitty people to having no sex at all but that may just be an overcorrection for you like so consider all of your options and what you think will work best for you based on where you're at now and finally when it comes to sex don't be afraid to be a bit more choosy with who you are having sex with you want to be with people who respect you and value you and value um, your pleasure as much as they value their own pleasure. Of course, you never really know what you're going to get until you actually do it. But, and, and of course, people can talk a big game and still disappoint you. So don't be afraid to speak up for what you want. If you aren't satisfied, let them know. So I hope you guys um, get blessed with sex that makes you feel you know, how I felt after this sex. And I was tempted to sort of go into a little bit of detail, but it's like, oh, that'll be too much because especially now that these uh, podcasts are public, oh, I, I don't need this man to stumble across. I don't need this man to stumble across this episode and hear what I have to say. I was actually going to do a TikTok um, sort of about this, like leading into this episode. And I thought, hmm, what if he has TikTok? Like, I don't want him to see this on TikTok, see me talking about him on TikTok. And then just by chance, I um, I posted a screenshot of my, my TikTok growth because I got like 10,000 followers in a week, which is insane. So I posted it to WhatsApp and he had replied to my WhatsApp and he was like, oh, I need to figure out how to use TikTok. So I thought, oh, that answers my question. He does have TikTok. Last thing I need to do show up on his for you page talking about sex I had with him like ugh, kill me now um but yeah I hope you guys got blasts of sex that make you feel good and if you aren't getting black blasts of sex that make you feel good then speak up on it and don't be afraid to walk away I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you have a lovely day and thank you for listening